Hi, I'm Sarah Kuhn. Welcome to the Juno Women Podcast, where I sit down with mamas to talk about their health, their work, their parenting, and all the different ways that they're keeping it together. Juna is a fitness and nutrition app created to help guide you through your pregnancy and motherhood journey. Everything we do is to empower and support you through one of the most incredible and challenging times of your life. Today, I'm talking to Olena, the mom that created the C-Section Strong community after having her own emergency C-Section and feeling like there wasn't anything out there for her to relate to. Olena shares her own birth stories as well as some great tips for preparing and educating yourself in the event that your own birth doesn't go according to plan. I hope you enjoy this episode. My name is Olena Denko, um, and I'm a registered dietitian, but I have been a stay-at-home and work-from-home mom since uh, my first son was born. Um, and I live in Northeast Ohio with my husband, and we actually just got our first snowfall today, um, oh, wow. which is which is actually not, it's totally on time, but actually we could have had it sooner, so this is, this is okay with me. <laughs> um, so yeah, my husband and we have two boys, the one, the older one will actually be five tomorrow, and then the other one turned two in October, and we also have an Old English Bulldog, um, he'll be 13 in a few months, she's, um, she's getting up there, her name's Lola, so, so that's our little family. Oh, very, so you've had the dog, the, your, your dog was your first baby. Um, yeah, yeah. She was my husband's first. Oh, okay. okay, Yeah. Um, Actually, she she was fine. She's very, um, I mean, now that she's older, she's calmed down, but she's very friendly, almost like to a fault. Like she loves, you know, Mm -hmm. jumping around. But again, now that she's, she's gotten older, she doesn't do it as much. So my older son, he didn't really care either way about her. But um, yeah, the Mm -hmm. younger one is totally obsessed with her. So it's, it's pretty sweet. It's so funny. That's like my old, my son, um, who's the older one, doesn't like, can, can like kind of care less about our dogs mm-hmm. and our younger one like it was like Molly was her like third word yeah. <laughs> like she's very excited about the dogs um anyway so I guess tell me a little like first tell me a little bit about your pregnancies and then we can kind of get into your birth experience um yeah so my first pregnancy um you know, I was very healthy, very active. That's when I was still working out like super consistently before kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was stayed very active, was very healthy, you know, didn't have any major or any, you know, risk factors or complications during the pregnancy. Um, and with my second pregnancy, it was, it was pretty much the same. I mean, definitely wasn't as active. I was chasing around a toddler um, and was, was healthy, didn't develop any con- kind of complications until probably like the last four I think it was four to five weeks, I actually developed um, gestational hypertension. So it thankfully oh. never turned into preeclampsia. But I mean, we definitely had to, you know, have some precautions taken. But so again, they were overall healthy pregnancies. But yeah, the second mm-hmm. one definitely had that little blip at the end. And that happened at how many weeks? I think it was, I, I think it was like the last month. So I want to say, so I delivered at 39 weeks. So I guess it probably happened at between 35 and 36 weeks. And what, like, what do they do? Do they just continue to monitor you? Yeah. I mean, definitely. So it's, it's kind of ironic. So you, you know, high blood pressure and you're supposed to, you know, stay relaxed and not get stressed out, but Mm -hmm. you have to also check your blood pressure to monitor it. So that didn't really help things, but um, I think I had my labs checked twice and thankfully everything was okay. Um, And they, I think I had a non-stress test done for sure once, maybe twice also. So, so just monitoring, um, you know, watching your weight gain. Um, 
but yeah, thankfully it didn't turn into like, Hey, we have to deliver this baby like right now. Um, right. but it was, it was definitely a little bit stressful. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, so let's go back to your first birth experience. Yeah. So again, um, so the, the pregnancy again was complication free, nothing, nothing crazy there. Um, and the first birth was definitely not what I planned or envisioned, but it was the birth that was necessary to deliver my baby safely. Um, mm-hmm. So it was, I think it was right at 39 weeks, or I think it may, it may have been like six days before my actual due date. Um, my water broke in the evening at home. Um, and I called the doctor on call at the hospital and, you know, talked about, you know, what I was experiencing. And, you know, she suggested basically, you know, if you if you think your water broke, whatever, then, you know, you, sh- you should come in. Um, mm-hmm. So we waited until the next morning and I called my actual OB's office just to confirm, you know, with the sim- signs I was having and, and she agreed. Um, so yeah, we went into the hospital. At that point, it, had you had no, no contractions had began yet? I, w- I think I was having like back labor. I mean, nothing like okay. super crazy, but I was definitely, yeah, feeling more, okay. more cramping, like back cramping. Um, mm. So we're in the triage. Um, and, you know, they were checking me, um, you know, how, how dilated I was. And honestly, I can't even remember at this point, like how far I was. I know I was a little bit, but I can't remember how much. Um, so they finally like officially admitted me. Um, and by that point, I was definitely feeling more pain, more contractions um, intensely. Um, I did get an epidural. Um, and just then was kind of comfortable and kind of just hanging out. But then, um, you know, I started developing a fever or developed a fever. My heart rate was going really hot, getting very high. Um, and the baby's heart rate was getting very high. So I think it was probably six or seven hours after like I got to the hospital, um, that the OB who was on call there decided that, you know, we needed to get the baby out like very quickly. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, so they decided, or she decided that needed an emergency C-section. And I mean, at that point I was like, or in that moment, I was very devastated. I was just like, what the heck, what is going on here? I mean, obviously I wanted to make, I was scared because I wanted to make sure I was okay and the baby was okay. But I was also like, this is so not what I had in mind. Um, right. But I mean, that's, that's the short story of it. And again, thankfully, you know, everything was okay. They got him out safely and everything, but yeah, it was, um, it was quite the experience. (laughs) And now after he, they got him out, was like, what was that experience like for you? Um, well, so, so I think they had to do just a few, you know, like the standard checks on him, but then also because, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the fever and everything, some extra things. Um, but I, I mean, my, they wrapped him up brought, you know, my husband held him first, but he brought him over to me and that was, you know, so I got to, you know, snuggle up next to him or he snuggled him up to my face, like, you know, while they were finishing, Mm -hmm. um, finishing me up. Um, now they, they then had to take him, I guess, to the, he didn't go to the NICU, I think just like the nursery, but they did, they did have to do some more checks on him, um, before I got to hold him. So like, while I was in recovery, um, you know, they were doing whatever they were doing with him to make sure he was okay. So it was it was probably, I want to say two to three hours before I actually got to, you know, before he got to my, to my actual room and before I got to hold him. So, I mean, that was, that was, a, that was definitely, you know, not, not fun, but I mean, I was just so kind of out of it. So, I mean, while I was definitely longing to hold him, of course, I was also just kind of 
just processing everything that happened. Right. And like, I guess, how long would you say that like process, like that, pro- like when did it hit you that like, oh my God, this, this was not the birth experience that I was like hoping for? Oh, like right away. <laughs> I mean, like that night, I think in the hospital, I mean, obviously I'm dealing, you know, every mom is dealing with, if it's your first baby, I think like the crazy hormone changes, the shifts, um, you know, you're, you're a new mom for the first time you're dealing with, you know, having a newborn to care for. So that's like all the standard stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I think just, you know, the, the unexpected, um, you know, situation that arose, then that, that just added to it. So, I mean, my, and my husband was very supportive, but I mean, it just, it just still threw me for like, it threw me for a loop. I liked, I feel like it, like, I feel like I was run over by a truck, like almost mentally and physically just because it was so like such a shocker. Right. Right. I mean, and, and like C-section is, is a major abdominal surgery. I think people forget that. Oh, it is. (laughs) I mean, and I can't like I, you know, like I had two vaginal deliveries, and and I remember like the baby being put on my chest for the first time, and I like think about a seat having had a C section. I'm like, oh my god, like your entire like area has been cut open, mm-hmm. and like I can't imagine trying to to like nurse a baby and yeah. do all these like you know like because it's just you're so uncomfortable. Like you've had. 16 layers of skin, you know, like, and then like sewed back together. Mm -hmm. And I guess, so talk a little bit about the physical recovery. Um, Yeah. So of course, after the first one, because again, it was an emergency and, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. And I mean, I guess, thankfully I didn't, it's not like I even, I didn't have the attempt or I didn't have the chance to even attempt to push because it never even got to that point. So I guess Mm -hmm. that's, that's one positive because I've, I've obviously had stories from women who, you know, they pushed for, you know, maybe two to three hours or, or, you know, several yeah. hours of labor. So I couldn't even imagine that because that's, that's another toll on you physically. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the recovery was, it, it was hard, especially after this, this first emergency one. Um, just, I mean, the pain, uh, just being, again, you're, you're cut how many layers deep and then, uh, stitched back up. I mean, getting up and down on your own and just doing like basic things like going to the bathroom, that, that was hard enough. But then also, yeah, you have to care for your, for your new baby. And I was breastfeeding and that was a you know challenge in and of itself. So just kind of like that, you know, the up and down motion, getting in and out of bed or leaning over to, you know, the little, um, you know, bassinet, whatever in the hospital yeah. to get the baby in and out of there. And I definitely had help, but you know, you still have to do some of it on your own. So yeah, it was, it was rough, especially, you know, this first, the first time. So how was it different the second time? I think because I knew what to expect. Um, I mean, it was, was it still painful for sure, but I knew Mm -hmm. what to expect. Um, and I got, I got up and moving much sooner the second time than the first time, which, you know, it's, it's definitely hard to take that first walk around like the, the unit you're in, but it, it's, it's really helpful in just getting things, I guess, moving and, and starting the recovery mm-hmm. process. So, so knowing that really helped. Um, well, so by the way, I'm going to back up mm-hmm. for a second when you were going, um, so now you're pregnant again with your second, did you consider doing a vaginal birth after C-section or was that not even an option for you? Yeah. So, so I did, 
So that was definitely an option. And like, I kind of had the conversation with my OB before I even got pregnant, but she's like, let's, yeah, it's definitely an option, but let's not even get there until we get there, you know? So yeah, when I was pregnant, she, you know, she basically gave like three options, you know, you could wait, you know, until what is it usually 42 weeks, I think until you potentially go into labor natural, you know, spontaneously, Mm -hmm. um, you could schedule a C-section the week before your due date. Um, or again, you could see if you go into labor again, like right around your due date and have the, have a C-section scheduled like in the week after your due date. That, that one I wasn't as comfortable with just because I don't know, I just felt better if I was going to schedule it, that I'd prefer to do it, um, the week before my due date and mm-hmm. for have her there for sure. Because again, the first time right, it right. was, it was the OB on call. Um, so ha- yeah, having my OB there was really important to me if, if that was a possibility. Um, and it's funny because I think before, again, before I got pregnant the second time, I was like, well, of course I have to try for a vaginal birth. That's just, that's just what mm-hmm. you do. Um, but just the, you know, just, I guess, listening to myself more and like, and again, she didn't, she presented each, each scenario, like totally unbiased, like I'm here to support you, whatever you want to do. And here's, you know, it's, here's my opinion on, on all of them. Um, so yeah, I ultimately, I mean, I talked to my husband a bit too about it, but ultimately I think it was my decision and I, I felt really comfortable with that decision. Um, and thankfully actually we had it scheduled for the week before my due date because of the, the blood, blood pressure complications. I, she wouldn't have let me go, you know, farther than that anyway. So I think it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so you had the scheduled C-section a week before your due date. Mm-hmm. How did you like, I guess, mentally prepare? Were there things that you had learned? Um, like where you're like, Oh, I'm definitely going to bring an abdominal binder or, you know, like what, like what was like, what were the things that you were like, now that I know I'm going to go into this differently? Yeah. I mean, I think as far as like, like the things I packed for the hospital, I think, I don't think any of that changed. I mean, definitely like having that nursing pillow was helpful. Um, mm-hmm. My hospital did, they had provided the abdominal binder. So that, that was nice. Like I, they had that ready to go. So that was good. Um, I think the biggest things for me were um, just knowing, knowing what to expect. And although it was because the second time I was walking into the OR to get you know, the spinal and prep mm-hmm. for everything while it was definitely vulnerable. Cause you're like walking into this, you know, not that it was a huge room, but still it's, it's an OR. Um, it was also right. comforting in a, in a way, because again, all the, all the healthcare team, everybody was very kind explaining everything to me, you know, as they were doing it very, very supportive. So that, that part felt very, um, comforting to me. Um, and I think too, again, like I mentioned with the, with recovery, like getting up and moving. I, thankfully I, I, I was able to start late that evening. I think I, I delivered my son like around noon. So like by that evening, you know, by the time it was dark outside, I, I took at least one lap around the, the unit. So mm-hmm. versus I think it was day three with my first. So oh wow, that was, that was huge. Yeah. And then did you, how long did you stay in the hospital with your second I was discharged, I think, on day four, I want to say. He was born on Wednesday, and we left Saturday. Yeah. So it was actually one day shorter than with my first. And actually... Uh, I re- 
Go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, I mean, I definitely, you know, wanted to be in the comfort of my own home and see my older son. But then at the same time, I'm like, it's, I'm in this nice little cocoon. People are, nurses are here to help me and the baby. So mm-hmm. it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, a little bit of both. Like you want to go home, but you know, when you go home, it's like reality, reality hits and you got to do all the things all by yourself. I mean, not all by yourself, but you know, without all that help. Yeah. I think I, I, um, I had a bunch of friends that had C-sections right around the, the same time as I was having my kids. Um, and their advice like for, for people that were having C-sections was always like, stay in the hospital as long as you can because yes. like you like you can heal uh-huh. and it's much easier than being at home because you have, you just have more support and you forget that like, even though you're, you know, your kid was, I guess, three at the time. Yeah. He was right? about, he was a month shy of turning three. So yeah. Okay. So it's like they, they, you know, like they understand, but like they don't understand no. that mommy is, like, you know, I can't pick them up. <laughs> right. And that was like hard. All this stuff. Yeah. I mean, and, and so I guess what was, what did that look like when you finally got home and were trying to recover from this surgery and, you know, also trying to care for your newborn, but you know, you have another first baby. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, it was definitely challenging. Um, thankfully my husband was able to take off. Um, he has a, he's in private practice in the dental field. So, I mean, he was thankfully able to take off, um, two weeks. So he helped a lot with that. And my son, the older one was already in like his, like an early preschool program three days a week. So that helped mm-hmm. too. Um, but yeah, just, it, it was more like physically, there was just, I, I couldn't do some things. Um, picking him up was one of them. And, you know, just especially that first week at home, like getting in and out of, you know, whether you're sleeping on a on your couch or your bed, like that, that's definitely challenging. So, um, I mean, and you, I think they advise you to not go up and downstairs if you don't have to, but if you're in a two-story house, I think that's kind of impossible to avoid. So, (laughs) you know, just like simple, the simple things that you don't really, you know, you kind of take for granted until, until you have to, you know, think of another way. Yeah. Um, so with all this experience, you then launched C-section strong, right? I like, let's talk about that and how that came to be. Yeah. So, I want to say it was more so after my second, um, that I really started because it was a more positive experience. Um, I just, I had this voice inside of me that was just like, I I just want to do something for moms who've had C-sections, um, that I didn't, that I couldn't find at the time. Again, especially after that first one, because it was so unexpected. Um, Mm -hmm. so I, I just, I wanted, I didn't know what it was going to look like. I just knew I wanted to do something. So it was last so yeah last summer so the summer of 2018 where um along with um i guess the guidance of my business coach that i was working with and i'm still working with um like that i could really turn this into something um so i really just wanted to provide a uh, support and community for these moms again that i couldn't find um just I, I couldn't relate to anybody else's birth story. Um, and I just, I wanted a place for these moms to feel validated, you know, and what they went through, but also, also feel empowered by their experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of how it got started. And again, I didn't really know what it was going to look like when it first launched. Um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's grown tremendously in just about a year. Um, and I'm getting really great feedback. So, so yeah, that's awesome. 
Yeah. And so I guess I have seen a lot of things on on Instagram and on the internet about like the, I guess, I don't, stigma might be the wrong word, but I'm just going to use no, it. No, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> like around C-section. And I'm curious, is that something that you experienced from anybody? So I don't, I don't think I personally like face-to-face experienced it, but I feel like I felt it more just like, I guess like in social media and like, I guess culturally, if that makes sense or societally, mm-hmm. um, would be the best way to put it. Um, definitely, yeah, definitely a stigma. Like if you had one, then, you know, you should feel like, sorry about it. Um, you know, even if it was like the best thing for you and your baby, um, you know, that it's, it, it's not quote unquote, the, the best or the right way to give birth. That, I mean, that's how mm-hmm. I personally felt. And I know not every mom who's had a C-section feels that way, but that's, that's definitely how I felt. Um, and I don't know that I felt so much like, oh, it was my fault, or I felt personally guilty after that first one, but just like, like somebody missed something, like what, what did they not know? Like, what, like, why did this happen? And again, some of, some of these things, I think, again, I'm not a doctor, but I just think, or I know that, you know, birth can, or pregnancy and birth can sometimes just take a total, total unexpected turn, even if everything was going, you know, really well to begin or from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, I think, I think this, there is some stigma still there. And I'm, again, part of the mission of C-Section Strong is also to shift um, the conversation and the language around C-section births. Do you feel like it's doing that too? I definitely think with C-Section Strong, that's, it's definitely helping. I mean, just this, the feedback I receive from moms, you know, it's, it's like 99.9% positive feedback. So yeah, just how thankful they are that they, they found this community, whether it's, you know, they haven't had their C-section yet and they're going in for a scheduled one soon, or that, you know, they had their C-section, you know, many years ago and they're, you know, they're feeling just more positive about the experience or that they can at least like claim their experience as their own, even if it didn't go, even if everything didn't go quite as they planned, they can still, you know, feel empowered by it overall. Which I I feel like is that's the whole point, right? It's just at least feel empowered over your birth experience, regardless of what it is, right? right? Exactly. Do you have any advice based on all of the birth stories that you share on C-Section Strong um, for women who are going into a a planned C-Section? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think if you if you still feel like nervous about it, I think that's totally normal and okay. I mean, with my with my scheduled one, I definitely still had some nervousness about it um, because again, I, I think number one, you're again you're giving birth and you're also going into have a surgery and you're also meeting you know your next baby or babies for the mm-hmm. first time. So I think like I think it's I think some women think like oh I'm not going to feel nervous at all or or are worried because they feel nervous and I yeah I think that's totally normal and okay. Um, also just make sure you're talking, talking to your doctor. Hopefully you have a, you know, a good line of communication with your, with your OB. Um, and also the team prepping you just, you know, ask as many questions as you, as you have just for them to reassure you, you know, about what's going on and you know what they're doing. I think that's really helpful. Um, and I think Mm -hmm. also, I think most women do like reading other, other birth stories, especially like before they, you know, in preparation, 
I think if there's a handful that probably don't, or they just don't want to have any kind of outside experience, even if it's a positive one, kind of like um, influence them. But if you are going, right. if you are going to read stories beforehand, definitely, you know, read the ones that are overall empowering. And I, I think that's, that's overall like the, the, the stories that I share on C-section strong. I mean, it's not, not that they're all like a hundred percent, like complication free or everything went so smoothly, but again, all of them are have an empowering ending. I think that's the best way to put it. I was talking to somebody yesterday about the, like, I, I didn't, I, n- I never took any birth courses or anything. I was like, oh, I'm planning on getting an epidural. So, you know, I'm just going to, you know, go with it. It's going to, you know, the baby's going to come out one way or the other. Right. And, but I listened to tons and tons of birth stories, like the last six weeks of pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh my God, that must've been so scary. And I'm like, you know, it's, I think like, I, I just kept listening to these birth stories and I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to be my experience because I'm getting an epidural because mm-hmm. <laughs> most of them were like these like um, unmedicated pregnant. And, and they're all, I mean, again, they were all empowering too. Yeah. I think people you know, tend to not share their birth experience if it was a super negative one. So you're, you are kind of getting this selection of great birth stories, which like have some level of complication, but still empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I, I was, I I find birth stories to be so fascinating and they're all so different. Oh, for sure. Everyone's so different. It's, it's just, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And one more thing I would add too, is even, you know, if, even though you're doing a planned C-section and it's again, hopefully a, a very positive experience, like it's okay. If you still have like some mixed feelings afterwards, again, number one, your hormones are still going crazy no matter how you gave birth. Right. But I think, I think it's important to like validate that, like your, whatever your feelings are, they're valid, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. Um, and then do you have any advice for people who like are going into their births and like C-section isn't even a blip on their radar? Like they're just like, oh, it's not happening to me. Is it, is- <laughs> Thinking back to myself. <laughs> that was probably yeah. you, right? <laughs> Hindsight <laughs> being twenty twenty. Um, Yeah, I think I don't want to say that like, oh, you should be, you should also be prepping like two case, you know, two situations. Like you're going to also have a C-section because I think that's a little overkill. But I do think it's important to just like recognize that it a C-section could be a possibility, no matter how small of a possibility it is. I, I, just, I think it's helpful to just have that, you know, expectation. Again, I don't want to like say like, oh, you're you're in a prep for your va- a birth vaginally and a C-section birth, just in case you know that happens. Um, but I, I think it's important to just be aware that things happen out of our control. Um, and even, I, I think it's harder, harder to prepare if it happened emergent, emergently, obviously, but just knowing that like you still gave birth, you still, hopefully everything was still okay in the end, you know, but just, mm-hmm. you know, ultimately recognizing that you still gave birth and you brought your baby or your babies into this world through your body. Yeah, it's um I I think like I was almost o- over prepared for the eventuality of a C-section cuz at that mm. point with after my when when my first son was born, my like five friends that were all pregnant around the same time as me all had 
C-sections. One was planned because um, the baby was breech, and then my other friend had twins, and then you know mm-hmm. it was just all all these very different scenarios, yeah. but all resulting in C-section. And I just remember being so terrified of the prospect of C-section only because I I knew how hard that recovery was. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh God, the C-section recovery is so hard and you have a baby. I'm like, that's just, and that was the only thing I was thinking about that I didn't prepare for how tough vaginal. Oh, I'm sure. It's a whole mother. Yeah. I mean, I I literally thought I would pop the baby out of my vagina and be fine (laughs) the next day. I had absolutely no idea. And I was just like, oh, so both. Yeah. Yeah. They're both. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. Just differently. Again, I, yeah, I don't have that experience to compare, but I mean, there's, I have a lot of stories that have been shared from moms that have, that have had both. So I think, yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it's, it's they're both hard. It's just like choose choose your hard. Not that you're choosing it, but you know pick, what I mean. Pick your yeah, poison. Exactly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, last question about C sections is: Do you have any special sort of get up and walking as soon as possible? Do you have any other recovery tips that you can provide? Yeah, I mean, definitely staying on top of your pain medications. And I know that's obviously going to be different mm-hmm. for everyone, like what is prescribed to them and for how long. Um, but I mean, like, don't try to be a martyr or a hero. Like, I mean, it's, it's yeah. important. You don't, you don't want to be in that much pain that, you know, you can't do the, this, the basic things that you need to do to take care of your, you know, yourself and your baby. Um, also have lots of, whether it's pads or disposable underwear, like personal preference ready for you at home. Um, because you, you still bleed a lot after a C-section. And that was, that was quite a surprise to me after my first one, I have to say, I don't know if it's just like I was naive, but I I really didn't expect to bleed as much as I did. So have those ready. Um, and then again, whether you're going to be, you know, in, in your bed or a couch, you know, that first week, just making it, if you can like have something that's like at your level, I don't know if that makes sense. Like that's easy to get in and out of that. You don't have to like be bending over as much. Right. Especially that I feel like the first week is the toughest with that. Yeah. Did you have any special underwear that you? I I mean, I took as much as I could from the hospital, you know, the, they weren't, they weren't the (laughs) best, but I'm just like, just, I'll just take them. And then I, I didn't know about some of the products that I know about now. Um, and I wish I had, um, but I think I just bought like the always like disposable. I think I used both. I used the, the disposable underwear for a little bit, but then it was getting just kind of the rubbing around my waist and incision area was just uncomfortable for me personally. So, um, yeah, just using like heavy, heavy flow pads with, you know, Mm -hmm. with soft, um, underwear. And I think most people, at least from what I've read and my personal preference was having, you know, pants or like yoga pants that are like covering your incision just because I felt like more an extra layer of protection, but I'm sure there's some moms who prefer like prefer the seam to go like below your incision. So again, that's personal preference. You just got to see what feels best for you and what's not, what's not irritating you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that um and then did you have have any like scar tissue issues or did you do scar tissue mobilization? Um I mean, I don't I didn't know really about pelvic floor health and all that stuff and how it mm-hmm. <laughs> That's like a whole nother topic. Um yeah, I didn't you know. know a whole ton about it until gosh, probably after I started C-section strong to be honest. Um 
And I've actually been to a pelvic floor physical therapist. Um, I want to say I've done it four times so far, like had four sessions and I'm still going back. Mm -hmm. Um, so she has, she did some C-section scar massage on me and it was, there's definitely, I definitely have a little bit of, um, yeah, like the scar tissue, like it's a little more, it's a little more on the one side than the other. I mean, there's, I don't have any major issues, thankfully, but, uh, yeah, the massage that she did helped, helped a lot. I haven't attempted it myself yet. Just, I don't know. It makes me a little uncomfortable for some reason. I don't like, I think that's, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I definitely like, you know, touch the area when I'm, you know, taking a shower or whatever, but like actually doing the massage, um, yeah, haven't, haven't done it myself yet, but I think that's a whole, that's again, it's a whole nother topic, but I think it's also important to be aware of too, even if you didn't give birth vaginally, you could absolutely still have, um, you know, pelvic floor related issues. issues. Yeah. Yeah. Very surprising to me. I, um, I actually, I interviewed a um, pelvic floor specialist a couple weeks ago and this came up in our conversation mm-hmm. and it is one of those things that people don't realize is that you are putting just as much stress on your pelvic floor throughout your exactly, pregnancy. Exactly, right. The only difference is, is that you did, you didn't deliver vaginal. And that, I mean, that is a whole different, you know, that's a different level of trauma that you're, you're providing to your pelvic right. floor, but there's still so many issues that like that, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And so for people to think that you're, you know, they're just devoid of that, um, of that ish pregnancy issue. It's, it's, you know, they're like, no, I'm totally fine. I had a C-section. So my vagina is in perfect right, shape. Right. Right. No, <laughs> not quite. Well, <laughs> Yeah. I actually had a friend that was like, man, you know, like I, you know, I, I don't know why sex has not felt the same since I, but she's like, cause I had a C-section and I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> it goes to show you it's it things, things change, um, during pregnancy. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. Pregnancy in and of itself changes so much. And then yeah, whatever way you gave birth or even both ways, it, that just yeah. adds a whole nother, <laughs> whole nother layer, but yeah, exactly. Well, this has been super informative. Now I have three questions that I ask all of my guests. So my first one is, are you listening to any book or podcast that you would recommend? Um, I'm actually about halfway through a book right now called Slay Like a Mother. I think her name, you pronounce it um, Catherine Winch. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's, it's basically about just recognizing she calls it like your inner dragon like just that nagging mm-hmm. annoying critical voice you know about yourself that's in your head and I can absolutely relate to that and just kind of how to recognize it and how to um not listen to it <laughs> um oh, I mean I like she definitely that. obviously <laughs> gives more tactical tips than that but yeah I'm I'm I love reading I don't definitely don't read as much as I used to now that I have two kids but um I'm trying to stick to like one book at a time so I can actually finish it um but yeah I would definitely recommend checking that out if you're if you're a mom so slay like a mother. slay like a mother yes I like that. I, it's funny. I uh, I always say, what book are you reading or listening to? Because I feel like as mothers, um, there's just a lot of audible in my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not like reading a physical book that frequently. Yeah, I, I listen to podcasts more than like listening to audiobooks. Oddly enough, um, I don't. Mm-hmm. Again, I don't make as much time as I would like to for reading. But what? Yeah, when I listen to stuff, it's the podcasts. Do you have a podcast that you that you recommend or listening to? Actually, my my business coach, her name is Sarah Dan. Um, she launched her podcast a couple months ago, but um, I love listening to it, even though I'm like 
she's in my world, obviously, already, but um, it's called She's Unstoppable. So, I mean, if you're a female entrepreneur, it's, I mean, I think it's a great, great listen. Um, She gives like tough love advice, but like, um, yeah, tough love is the best way to put it. (laughs) I like it. All right. And that's called She's Unstoppable. Correct. Okay. We'll add that to the show notes. Um, So what has been the hardest or most unexpected part of motherhood for you? Oh, gosh. I feel like I could go a lot of ways with this. But yeah, I think unexpected would be, and it may sound silly, but how much, just how much energy it takes both physically and mentally to, you know, to be a mom, to be a parent, to raise another human being, let alone more than one. Um, Mm -hmm. But then also how, how cool it is to see your child turning into his or her own person. Um, You know, now that my oldest one, actually he's turning five tomorrow. So just, you know, I feel like their personalities every year, they develop more and more, but just, I feel like between four and five, it's really been cool to see him like really developing like his own identity, I guess yeah. is the best way to put it. I, I think you're going to say that every oh, year. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> my, my friends that are, that have older children, um, they like, you know, like I remember when I had like an 18 month old and they were like, just like, just wait, it just gets so much cooler. It gets so much yeah. cooler. And I'm like, how could it be cooler? How could it yeah. possibly get cooler? I feel like it's going to get. <laughs> and then it does. Yeah. yeah. Each, each um, age I mean, has its, you know, its challenges and, and its, you know, cool parts, I think. <laughs> I, yeah. I think, I think we're going to be saying that until they're 30, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> and then my last question is, what does your mom community look like? Okay. I don't know if I under, understood this correctly. Now, do you mean like my C-section strong in the community that I've created? That's- I mean, uh, like it's kind of all of the above. Okay. So, like, do you like do you have friends okay, that you it. like call or text or like, or is it your is your mom is C section strong? Is that your mom community or kind of just how do you okay, find connection got it, got with it. moms? Um, yeah, I think my my closest connection to moms is I mean, my own mother and I have a good relationship. Thankfully, um, my mm-hmm. my sister she actually had twin girls uh, about two months before I had my first son, so we were going through a lot of, you know, that new motherhood together, which was really great. Um, uh, she live near you? Uh, she lives in South Carolina right now. So, so yeah, Yeah, but she, yeah, she was here for a while. Um, hopefully she'll move back. Um, and then my close, (laughs) my closest girlfriends, actually, I was the first one to have kids out of all of us, but, um, one of them, she had her second son just about, uh, seven months ago or so. So, so that's like the, my closest mom community, but then yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. creating a C-section strong has opened that up and it's, it's been really cool to see, um, and, and connect with other C-section moms because again, nobody in my close knit circle had a C-section. So that's why, or, that's where it was a little hard to like relate on that level to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and even your sister, by the way, with twins, she delivered. Yes. Vaginally. Yes. That, and if, Funny wow, enough, I was like, <laughs> I just assumed in my mind, like, okay, she's going to have a C-section because that's just how, what you do with twins. And obviously, I know that's not that's right. not always the case, but that's just what I had in my mind at the time. And it's just funny how I'm I'm somewhat of a like you know I like to plan things and have a little bit of control as much as you can in situations. And I mean, I think my first first experience totally taught me that like no matter how much you think you can plan things like things things happen life happens um 
and you'll and you'll be okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. This has been super informative and I feel like you have done a really great job representing um, C-sections and the C-section mom community. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on your podcast. So thank you. Okay, that's all for today. If you found this episode helpful, please, please, please share it with your mama friends and write a review. Also, be sure to subscribe to the Juno Women podcast on Apple, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening now. If you're pregnant or postpartum, you can download the Juno app for tailored follow-along workouts and nutrition advice just for this period of your life. The app is available in the iOS app store. See you next week.